0: Welcome to Giving Head, the podcast. Wondering what head stands for, what H is for happiness, E for empowerment, and D for development. This is the podcast that will discuss topics from the 40-year-old perspective. This is where we will help to navigate you through this new chapter of your life. I'm your host, Sherry, and my co-host is named Kim. To join this community, push the
1: subscribe button to get all the latest Head episodes. And to help our Head message grow, don't forget to rate us and leave a comment as well. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Giving Head.
0: H E D. Now let's get into it. Hey, Head Tribe. Welcome back to Giving Head, the podcast. Kim and I were very excited to interview this next guest. Tiffany Strickland is 42 years old and she is from ATL, hot Atlanta. She is an ATL alien and she is from Atlanta, Georgia, if you didn't figure that out born and raised. She works as a pharmacy tech and she has her own massage therapy practice. She's got a little side hustle, guys. She also also has a skincare collection. She's the only child from her mom, but her dad had six siblings. She tells us all about that. She tells us about her enjoying reading, exercising, and spending time with her loved ones. And her passion is about building her own brand for total health and wellness. She enjoys is providing people with the body work they need for natural healing and chemical free products to assist. This is a great episode. You're going to take away some great gems in regards to just how Tiffany is living her personal life, how she is cleansing her and detoxing her body and her soul, and how her partner is also a great support in this journey that she's on. She gets real personal with us. So stick in, stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Tiff, welcome to Giving Healthy (laughs) Podcast. We appreciate you coming on today. Glad that you will be able to be present to tell us all about giving your happiness, empowerment, development, and also kind of finding it in some different areas of your life. So I'm going to kick it off to your friend, Kim, and um, we'll get started.
1: Yes. Welcome (laughs) again, Tiffany. So excited to have you. We're excited. This is a pleasure for us.
2: Well, thank you, and I'm excited about being
1: here. Well, good. So I'm just going to jump right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you were born, your growing up, your childhood, things of like that.
2: Okay, well, I'm 42 years old. I was born in Atlanta, Georgia. I was raised and grew up in Decatur, Georgia. My mom was a single mom, and I was her only child, And I, but I do have six other siblings with my father. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah and um we're all pretty close I'm close to my siblings but I did kind of mostly for the most part grow up with my mom like I said I'm 42 years old I'm a pharmacy technician I have a small massage therapy practice and I also have a small hair care and skin therapy line and I'm single (laughs) oh okay we're well, not married not uh, married single
1: oh
0: okay I was like <laughs> I'm sorry I was like okay I'm got a lot to her. about when we get off this call I was like what
2: happened <laughs> not married single I'm sorry but you're in a relationship I am in a relationship with a great guy <laughs> with an
1: awesome guy let me just say that with an awesome person <laughs> okay. I'm his cheerleader. Let's clean yes, that is. up real quick.
0: Yes. Well, tell us Tiffany, Hallway Boys being raised by a single mother. Mm-hmm. Well, being
2: raised by a single mom it It was cool. It wasn't bad. My mom had me at a young age. She was 17 years old when she had me. So we were really close growing up, maybe because Mm -hmm. we weren't that far apart in age. So I was always able to talk to my mom about anything. I feel like some of the disadvantages is just, you know, as a kid, you want your mom and your dad to be in the same household. Yeah. And when I was younger, I always wanted that. But as I got older, I was able to appreciate both my mom and my dad were part of my life. Mm, They were young when they had me, but they co-parented well, and here I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, are you the oldest?
2: I am the oldest. Like I said, I have six siblings with my father, and I am the oldest out of all of his kids. Oh,
0: wow. My youngest
2: sister is 12 years old.
0: He kept things (laughs) moving right along. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. He kept things moving (laughs) right along. He did. (laughs) mercy, but okay. <laughs> well, with that being said, you did mention that you have a small, I, I'm like taking that word out of that Please. question, but that exactly. you have a skin and I hear a hair line. And her a massage
1: me. therapy business,
0: a massage therapy business. Tell me about the evolution of that business and any ups and downs that came along with that.
2: Um, Well, I started massage therapy, actually, as a technician. One of the pharmacists, I would always walk by her desk. And for some reason, I was always gravitated to massage her scalp. So I would always massage her scalp. And she would always say, you should go to school for this. You should go to school for this. You know, you should be a massage therapist. And at first, I didn't really pay her any attention. And then one day in having conversation with one of my coworkers, she was telling me what she saw on, um I can't think of the reporter's name, but he was basically saying that any education as far as certificates or any type of diplomas or anything that you receive, once you have them, no one can take them away from you. So mm. she, she told me that, When deciding what you want to do, it should be something you're passionate about. And for some reason, massage therapy came to me and it relaxes me because people always ask me, well, do your hands get tired or does your back hurt? But actually, when I give a massage, it actually helps to relax me. So I went to massage therapy school. A part of our training in massage therapy school, we dealt with a lot of essential oils and lotions and Things that you use to put on the skin, and that's that's when I learned the importance of natural ingredients and the things that you put on your skin. So, as a massage therapist, I also wanted to be able to provide my clients with a more alternative or natural route as far as skincare therapy as well.
1: Awesome. Mm. And I must say, Tiffany gives great massages. <laughs> Thank you. So I've had several and great massages. Her products are absolutely. Amazing! I use her body oil every day.
0: And Thank you, Kim. you. Say that was the evolution of what is your skin and hair line called? Body therapy. Body therapy. Body therapy. Mm-hmm. So, and walk us through the transformation of body therapy and how did she get it to evolve to what it is now?
2: Well, with massage therapy, I don't know. With I started off with Shea Butter. Let me say that. I started off with Shea Butter because I've always preferred Shea Butter or coconut oil on my skin. Just for my skin, it tends to be a little drier. So the lotions don't really work for me. So I decided that, hey, like I said, I like natural products. I was like, I'm going to try it. I can make my own Shea Butter. So I started making my own Shea Butter. And then I started sharing it or giving it as gifts to my friends and family. And they were like, hey, this is great. You know, you should sell this. You need to put this product out here. So that's how I started with the shea butter. And then with me being a massage therapist, I wanted to have a massage oil because I was still purchasing oils that didn't necessarily have the ingredients that I liked. So I decided I need to work on the oil that could be used as a massage oil, but also just a regular body oil. And it just went from there.
0: Oh, wow. And have you had any ups and downs as it pertains to being an entrepreneur?
2: Of course, I still have ups and downs every day. <laughs> every day is the process. Some days or some weeks, it's like I have sales every day. I'm excited. I'm running back and forth to the post office. And some weeks I don't have any sales. But okay. like I, I guess that's why I call it a small business. I know you don't like that word, but I'm still in the growing stages. And I'm just enjoying the process. Okay.
0: I learn something new every day. How have you gotten through some of these trials and tribulations?
2: Well, talking to like-minded people is one way I get through it. Also, I do have interactions on social media, Instagram. I follow a lot of people that are doing business, either relative or even the same business that I'm doing. And I just kind of stay encouraged by watching other people and watching their success. And it motivates me to keep going.
0: Oh cool. So what's new for body therapy?
2: Now, well, we have a new website. <laughs> yes. Oh, awesome.
0: Yes. yes, we have a new
2: website that I'm proud of because I designed it myself. I thought I was gonna have to pay hundreds of dollars to have someone create it for me, but I was able to do it by, by myself.
0: And that's I'm sure definitely gratifying. It is. <laughs> so I just want to segue into this. I'm single but not relationship. (laughs) Far from (laughs) it. Tell me about this beautiful relationship because you're not single, Tiffany.
1: No, she's not.
2: No, I am in a beautiful relationship. Um, It's been a little over two and a half years now. Um, It's crazy because I actually met my boyfriend on Instagram. (laughs) I slid into his DM. You slid into his DM.
0: Oh, damn. Well, let's just see how this slide
2: on happened. Let's see how this (laughs) slide
0: turned out.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but he's a really good guy. He's a good guy. Even when I talk to him, talk about him to my friends and family, they always say, he's a good guy. He is a good guy. One of the things that I like about him or when I first started talking to him or dating him that really grabbed me is because he's the He is a single father. He's had custody of his son ever since he's eight months old. And I just watch him with his son. And I love the relationship that he has with his son. He's a very loving person. When I first met him, probably about six months into the relationship, we were talking about our credit. And he challenged me me to improve my credit. And since I've been dating him, (laughs) believe it or not, since I've been dating him, my credit score has gone up over 200 points. Wow. And I always thank him for that. And he always says, well, I didn't do it. You didn't do it. But he kind of encouraged me and motivated me to pay attention to that. And that's really important.
1: So far from not in a relationship (laughs) and single. I understand. <laughs> well, I say
0: that, Cam. is very far from that. But in addition to, like, the level of conversation, no, I'm still stuck at that you said in his DMs. I'm petrified no. of doing something like that and that you took that leap of faith of doing it. But for it to turn around and not just be about so superficial as Instagram can be, that this man's talking about credit. He wanted to know a FICA score. He wanted to know all of that type of stuff is commendable. How did he support you or help you to walk through? Because let the people know how you can raise your credit score for 200 points.
2: Right. And it's interesting because he actually, before
1: <laughs>
2: he was dating a chick that actually was like one of those credit repair people. But for some reason, I was never into that. I just feel like if it's that easy to repair your credit, then everybody would have good credit. So in the challenge with we decided our, you know, what he challenged me to do is, instead of just making minimum payments on my credit card every month, the maximum of my payments. He started off by telling me basically what you wanna do is make a minimum payment twice a month. So pay your credit card bill every time you get paid. So I would do that, but then I would increase the payments. He told me, you know, I used to eat out a lot and shop. He's like, you really, you know, you really need to be focused on your credit and saving money. So he will hold me accountable. Like if I pulled out something new, he'd be like, oh, where'd you get that? Well, I thought we were saving money.
1: So just little things like that. And let me just say this. I love the word that you just used, accountability, because I think a lot of times we don't want to be accountable, let alone have someone else in our space to hold us accountable. And just knowing Tiffany, it's a beautiful thing to see this relationship develop and cultivate to what it is. And not just, like you said, a superficial thing from Instagram or whatnot, but a a true relationship where there is concern and love for one another. And that common goal of both of us being successful. It is an us against the world. Not I or you, but us against the world.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. What are the tricks and stuff?
1: Girl, he's great. He's an awesome guy. (laughs) You heard Kim? (laughs) That is
0: awesome.
1: I've never even met
0: him. I just know. Well, you know, what's awesome about it is I'm sure the energy of him, you know, flows through Tiffany in regards of even how she probably carries herself. It's different when you get in a relationship with somebody and they keep you at one thing or at one place. It's another when somebody levels you up. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, So it's a whole difference in that sense. So that's awesome to see. How has this relationship progressed?
2: Well, Kim seems to think marriage is in the future. She sees signs. (laughs) We are preparing for a, um, I guess we'll call it a spiritual cleanse. Okay. Talk to me about that. Yeah, we both actually did spiritual baths last week. But our next goal is to start Working on the things that we're putting into our bodies as far as the foods and drinking water, fruits and vegetables and trying to get away from so much process and even meat.
0: And what is a spiritual bath?
2: So basically, is we fill the tub up with hot water, use pink Himalayan salts in the mm-hmm. bath. I did a little sage around the bathtub before I got in and basically asked to release any negative energy, negative thoughts or negative people from my surroundings. And also I spoke confirmations while I was in the bath. I soaked in the bath for 30 minutes. I spoke confirmations as far as spiritual growth, personal growth, growth within my business and just maintaining a more positive attitude and outlook in life and my future. And I had him doing too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is.
0: So I probably need a hill like tampon big soap. Get all of this. Um, getting <laughs> really. I'm I'm <laughs> like, how okay. many sprinkles do we need? Like, we need a teaspoon. Like, what a cup? <laughs> like, what's... are you talking about the bath salts? <laughs> yes.
2: The bath salts are on my skincare line.
0: <laughs> so, maybe a third of
2: a of the salts And I spr- sprinkled a little lavender in there. I sat it up like a total relaxing, maybe even spa-like experience. I lit candles. I sprinkled lavender oil into the water. I even played the spa music in the background and meditated while I was in there.
0: And it's awesome that he wanted to go on this journey with you and didn't look at you like, what the heck is she doing?
2: Oh, no.
1: <laughs> he didn't want to go on He put her on this journey. Be to her on this journey. Awesome. Yeah, I've been fighting the cleanse, the
2: food part for a while now, but I, I've agreed to it. So, agreed. yeah. Vince, okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. in this relationship, I know you guys had, you know, a period of some difficult things um, happening. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, Um. back in April, late April, I found out at 42 years old that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. I was super excited because of my excitement. I think with my age and with it happening so late in life because it had gotten to a point that I thought it would never happen, I was really excited and I went against my better judgment and I shared it with people Mm -hmm. because I was so excited. So I was four weeks pregnant when I found out that I was pregnant and... Maybe a week and a half later, I started spotting. Mm-hmm. I contacted my ob She had me come in to do some blood work. And two days later, I was told that my HCG levels were low. Mm-hmm. And basically that the baby wouldn't survive or it was a chance that it was an etopic pregnancy. Mm-hmm. So, of course, that was heartbreaking for me. <sighs> Of course, when I found out it was really hard, you know, the tears, why me? I blamed myself. And, you know, a couple of days, I always consider myself to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. So a couple of days later, I woke up with this attitude, like I can beat this and You know, I'm not going to let this, <laughs> I'm not going to let this beat me. And I'm a strong woman because I've always been told that I was strong. Mm-hmm. I had not miscarried, but I knew it was happening. And so in having a conversation with my mom, she's like, stop saying that you're being negative. She really wasn't ready to receive that I was going to lose this baby. And I felt like I had to be strong for her. So just two days after finding out that I was going to miscarry, I told myself, you know, I'm going to beat this. I'm going to be OK. I'm at work. I'm kind of emotional. And I decided to make a post about it on Instagram because I just felt like I wanted to share it and I didn't want to be ashamed. And I think a lot of times when we lose, when women either miscarry or lose infants, we are shamed or we blame ourselves. And what helps me through that process really is honestly talking to anybody who would listen and even in talking to people, you start to realize how many people has been down that same road mm-hmm. and you realize it's just me. And then you have people to remind you, don't blame yourself because it's not your fault. It does happen. 10 to 15% of women either pregnancy have pregnancy loss or lose babies within their pregnancy a year and you know, even when I made the post, I had people reaching out to me on social media in my DM saying, oh, you know, this is ha- this happened to me. Or I even had a lady reach out to me to tell me that she had had five miscarriages and she never shared it with her husband. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. That is. Yeah, it is. Because I could not imagine emotionally what she was going through to have to carry that by herself, right? And yeah,
0: what is your boyfriend's name? His name is Aaron. Okay, I just don't want to keep calling him the boyfriend. You know right. what I mean? Okay. Like, because you know he was has been part of this. He helped you get a FICO score. He was a baby dad <laughs> for a minute, like, but <laughs> well, this is it. So, like, his name you know. needs to
1: be out there. Aaron. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, how was Aaron? How was he through this?
2: Uh, through all of this, he was supportive, but he's a man. So with me, so okay. So there was a time where <laughs> oh, I'm upset, and I'm like, "Oh, you're not upset enough." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Well, I am upset. It's my baby too, you know. And you, you can't keep doing me or treating me this way because we both going through this, and we're going through this together. It's my baby too." So he was supportive. I could talk to him, but he couldn't handle the tears. Oh, okay. Yeah, he okay. couldn't handle the tears. Okay. okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> he couldn't do that. No. He would okay. always, you know, you know, stop crying, don't cry. But it's like, I have to let this out. And there were moments where, you know, one day or one minute, you're fine. And in the next few minutes, I'm crying again. So it's like. That part of it was kind
0: of hard for him. Okay, okay. And the thing is, I think a lot of times, you know, males—they're not always in touch with their own emotions, in the sense of it being something that's outwardly like that, like us. Like, so you don't mm-hmm. want to say they're not in touch with their emotions, but they don't express it the same way as we do. Like for mm-hmm. us, it's be like crying this, but them, their response may be distance quietness mm-hmm. in their thoughts and it's not to say that they're not emotional it's just their way of how they show it but i definitely understand like <laughs> i always refer to st- different things as the academy award you know we mm-hmm. want an academy award performance aaron like mm-hmm. we want no that he was feeling this. He was in it. But some of those Academy Award performances don't have to be so loud either. You know what I mean? Right. And so mm-hmm. um if he's able to verbalize, and I think that's the part that gets lost in translation and saying, honey, I do feel it. I do. This is happening to me. I understand. I'm just not going to cry. You know what I mean? Right. But I am right. hurt. It definitely at least being able to communicate that to you, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And I think he, he did that.
2: I oh, know, he definitely did. He just didn't cry, like she said.
1: <laughs> that's that only child. <laughs> just, we wanted <laughs> <I> to <totally, laughs> I totally get that. And mm-hmm. this is what I love of knowing Tiffany, of course, and the relationship that she's in with Aaron, of how... They're able to communicate that. Although Tiffany was feeling some kind of way of him not expressing that, once she communicated that to him of what her needs were and what she was feeling, there was this shift. And that's what I love about the relationship that they are open to communicate and open to understand one another. And again, as I said, that us against the world concept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you see that not just in that situation, but from the very beginning when they connected. And that's the yeah. beautiful thing. So stay encouraged with
0: that. <laughs> As I'm mm-hmm. I already missed, and I mentioned to you on Instagram that I had this similar experience, and I was much further. It does play on your mind, it does yeah. make you feel some kind of way, because since which, which for me would have been like 13 years ago, I haven't gotten pregnant ever since, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn it, that was for my ex-husband. Like the person I'm trying to be with, no, like, come on. <laughs> like, seriously, right. it is kind of difficult. Cause at 46, you know, I'm just like, is this really going to happen mm-hmm. at all? Do I hang it up? Is these the eggs that I was supposed to have? Like, you know, right. and to know me would be to know that, No one would have ever thought that I wouldn't have had a child, at least one, Mm -hmm. you know? So to have lost one was a little bit difficult, but I also say, you know, God has a way in my situation of making it known as to why some things didn't happen. I'm now Mm -hmm. divorced from that person and my life would have been totally different, but to try to get through that moment of... Again, like why? You know what I mean? Right. It's um, mm-hmm. it was difficult at the time, but I don't even think that I talked to because when you think about thirteen years ago, social media wasn't where it is at now. Mm-hmm. I think you know I talked to him about it, but I was trying to think like who did I talk to about it, and most likely just my friends. But right, and then I think just knowing from. I think the doctors said that most times, you know, women who have their first pregnancy, their body does reject it because it's a foreign object to your body, you know? And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. That's fine. Mm-hmm. First couple <laughs> of years, like, no, I'm 46. Like, what's the problem? Like, you know right. what I mean? And I haven't ever gone to find out what it is or if there's one. I don't know. I don't know.
1: <laughs> right, right. But, And I will say this too, on the flip side although it's never happened to me. When Tiffany went through what she went through, it was just as difficult for me to digest that. And I don't know if you really understood that Mm -hmm. because I'm so happy for where you are and the growth. Like we're in our 40s. This is our best life. Like, honest to God, this is our best life. Despite the mishaps and things like that, this is our grown up life. And to see that it was difficult. It was difficult for me to digest. And there was times when I went home too and I was like, fuck.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, <I know.
1: laughs> and and that's all I can say. But again, I keep going back to the beautiful thing is that connection that you and Aaron have. Right. And after that occurred, you guys went out of town and you could see that you guys were connected, yes. you, you can see it? that, <laughs> you know, you could see that, you can see that, right. connection and you can see that together, we are getting through this,
2: right? Exactly.
1: and since that time, the business is growing, your relationship is blossoming, you know, you guys are doing this bath together, you guys are right. doing plans of doing a detox, so it's just a beautiful thing. Thing still, right? Mm. You go through this with someone and you have that support. I I was
0: going to add on to that. How did your family take it? Because I was very... I didn't tell everybody because my mom had always told me, like, you you just don't do Do that. You just... You got to wait. You know what I mean? And I think I've had a few friends before that have miscarriages and stuff like that. So... And I think I was like 10 weeks, maybe 10 or 11 weeks. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I found out actually, I had a very good time in Bermuda. I think with Kim. I'm not sure if she was there. But yeah. And then I found out. (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, mercy. I was, yeah. But nevertheless, Mm -hmm. like, how is it that you were able to speak, you know, get through it with your family who were, beyond excited i'm sure especially for your mom you're her only child this is her grandchild right man.
2: yeah it was really hard for my mom <laughs> sometimes i feel like she may have taken it a little harder than i did and of course i regret it telling her because she took it so hard um i also shared with my brothers um sisters sister-in-law my sister and my sister-in-law they both took it pretty hard and i Then that was another thing I went through. I went to blaming myself because I'm watching my friends and family hurting because I'm hurting. And I kept telling myself, well, if you had not told anyone, Mm -hmm. then they wouldn't be going through this. And then it was a mess. But ultimately, I really don't regret sharing with my friends and family because I would have had to go. That's something I would have probably had gone through by myself had I not already shared And I don't think that would have been good for me mentally to try to go Mm -hmm. through something like that alone, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I always had someone to talk to, um, journaling, meditating. And like I said, if I needed to call and talk to someone, that was the best part about sharing Mm -hmm. that I had people that I could talk to and people to reach out. Thank you so much, Kim. (laughs) Thank you, Sherry, for your words. I got so many words of encouragement and text messages and just people calling to reach out. And like I said, share their story. And that was more, that gave me more strength and that helped me. Now, don't get me wrong. I still have days, but I can think about it. And it's interesting that, <laughs> okay. So, you know, we've been talking about doing this podcast for a while now. And I think it was October 1st, I journal a lot and I was starting to work on my business plans for 2021. And I picked up a journal. Um, the day that I found out I was pregnant, I journaled about my pregnancy, basically some my unborn child. And on October 1st, when I went to go do my business plans, when I opened the journal, I saw the entry. Mm. It was the first thing I saw and I read the entry. And at first I was like, do I want to read this? Because is it going to make me sad or am I going to relive this whole thing? But I read it and immediately after I read it, I closed the journal. I went to my cell phone, went on Facebook, and my sister posted that October was the month for pregnancy and infant loss awareness. And I'm like, wow. So I felt like it was like full circle. It all mm. came back around where it was supposed to be. And now we're here today. <laughs> I got <laughs>
1: chills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm. got mm-hmm.
1: awesome.
0: Awesome. Well, where do you go from here, Tiffany, in regards to relationship and in regards to this wonderful business that is going to be huge?
2: Well, in relationship, I just want this relationship to keep growing and manifesting into something wonderful. Hopefully marriage is in the cards. I don't want to rush anything as far as business. I have a dream. I have a goal. I see my products on the shelf at Target. I share this with my close friends all the time. It's just a vision. I can see it happening. So just trying to learn different avenues and learn. Like I said, I learn something every day with business. Keep learning, surrounding myself, taking tutorials, just finding out whatever I can to make this business successful Aaron also pushes me, like if I go a day without a post, he'll say, hey, I see you haven't posted anything lately. What's going on? <laughs> Again, accountability. <laughs> but what I realize is just putting in the work. What I put in is what I get out.
0: Yeah. So, what is your happiness, empowerment and development? What's your head? What are some of your things for your
2: head? My relationship, of course, my business and just my own personal growth. Yeah, I can look on myself. I feel like maybe five, six years ago, I was in a very negative space. Once I noticed it, I started to work on it. I see the growth and I just want to continue to grow. Well, on that note, we
0: appreciate you, Tiffany. And thank you so much for doing this podcast. And we wish you the very, very best in whatever the future Foods, whether it's the business on Target, whether it's marriage, I said that love, <laughs> and whether it's bringing life into this world on your own or just going ahead and being mother into life that's already here. Mm-hmm. That's how we have to look mm-hmm. at it sometimes too. Mm-hmm. Adoption might be in the cards. Hey, that's also a beautiful thing. Yes. You know what I mean? Or Sarah, can, can
1: I, have say, son? It's
0: I have a son, yeah, <laughs> or Sarah can see it's so many options out there nowadays. Like mm-hmm. 2020 is the time to be able to, you can pull all of those options together. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So one of them is going to fall for you, you know? And so I, I look forward to that baby shower invitation.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, thank you again for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you for being a part of this. And I see your happiness, empowerment and development blossoming and flourishing. So thank you. You, We're proud of you. Very proud of you. Thank you. Thank
2: you for having me. Thank you for allowing me to share my story. Thanks for
1: joining us this week on
2: Giving Head, the podcast.
0: And make sure you check us out on Instagram and Facebook for more information on this Head episode. And as always, subscribe to the show to catch every new head episode and leave us a review so we can continue to bring you that good head. See you next time. Ciao for now. Bye.